BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy hump day. It is Wednesday here at the Morning Toast and you know what that means. We're getting frisky. We're humping some boys that we love. Yes, if you're watching on YouTube, you are seeing you it's not a mirage it really is bryce and thrice in the flesh in the flesh we have these little cute dog pillows and they are so lifelike and i just can't get over it they spark so much joy mm-hmm. if you're looking for a gift for someone like this is the gift that keeps on giving every day walk into the studio and i have a smile on my face because the image of bryce is among us 100 percent um happy wednesday jacks how you doing i'm darn good we should actually bring bryce and dyson here they've never been here together like we should do a a chaotic episode. A chaotic episode with them boys. We're due for a chaotic episode. Maybe like at the end of a long week when there's like not much to talk about. Maybe you're hungover. Like that's the vibe. I mean, I'm so down. I guess I, I could have a drink for the sake of our work. For the sake of this show. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good. We have such a busy day today. We had a very busy day yesterday. We recorded an interview with Austin Kroll. Let's talk about and it. And we need to talk about it. We Jackie just- wants to give this, our culture... A stern talking to. I need to give the comments on our Instagram post a stern talking to. So before you do that, let's just say Austin's interview was on our podcast today. But if you're a YouTube subscriber, you caught it early yesterday. So a lot of people have seen the interview already. If you haven't and you're listening as a podcast, feel free to just continue listening. And if you have, um, you want to watch it, it's up on our YouTube channel. When we announced it on our Instagram yesterday, the comments were ablaze. Like we were... Everyone's like, no, no. No, like we were literally having like Casey Anthony on our show. Like... <laughs> Like, so disappointed. Like, what? Who? I'm like, did Austin murder someone? Like, I didn't know that. Who would think that he did? It's so crazy. So first of all, the interview was really enjoyable. And he, this was our first time having him on the show. And I just really enjoyed our conversation. And we talked a lot about, you know, what happened on Summer House. And the more that we talked about it, I was like, this is a TV show. Right. This man, like, had a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. He acted a fool. Disrespectfully, sure. But, like... Not the biggest deal ever. And, like, the comments, you guys, like, hopefully you're just, like, saying it and, like, not really having, a, like... Like, you don't much, actually feel... You don't have too much, like, invested in the situation. Like, if you do, like, put your phone down, go outside, take a walk. It's not good for your mental health. And, honestly, it was really shocking to see. And I think that's why, like, Austin took the interview really seriously. I'm like, just chill. Like, okay, you were a little rude to Sierra, but you did apologize. And it's like, you didn't kill Sierra. <laughs> like... <laughs> You just made out with her friend. Like, I was like, what What are we missing? I was shook at the backlash. And that's shook. how you know, like, backlash culture has gotten so out of control. So out of control. So I think as a group, like, we just need to zoom out of the situation and take a breath. Just relax. And watch the interview because it's really great. And Claudia and I spoke after the show. We were FaceTiming. And we have to say, like, he is not the Honda Civic no. of male attractiveness. No. He is a Range Rover. He is so handsome. So tall. Smells 
so good. Has a, I'm sorry, like you just don't get to where you get by being a Honda Civic. Like he is that. Like he is what people think. Like he is. Yeah, he is. He has that presence about him. He has that like star quality je ne sais quoi. Yeah. So it was nice to, you know, suss it out for ourselves and evaluate. And yeah. we, he, we decided that he is a Range Rover. He's a Range Rover for sure. So everyone just calm down. Watch the interview. It's good we also got like good southern charm tea we were talking about you know the patricia of it all so there's a lot of good stuff in there again if you're listening as a podcast just keep listening and if you want to watch it as a video head over to our youtube channel and please like fucking subscribe okay claudia is really trying to get subscribers these days because when you get a hundred thousand subscribers you get that youtube plaque you guys subscribe and i want it and we're at 80 and we've like i agree because people just tune in they don't subscribe because we're not like one of those channels where it's like clickbaity like we just are consistent queens and it's like you know you'll get a video every day so like you don't need to subscribe and like get alerted get alerted Whereas other people, like, when are they going to drop their videos? Who knows? So seriously, can you guys just fucking subscribe already so we can get our plaques? And also, um, do we get two plaques? Like, we better. Like, not just get one. We better. But if we only get one, I'll let you keep No, it. we'll have it in the studio. Yeah, we'll put it right there. Also, if you listen as a podcast, just go subscribe. I know everyone has a YouTube account because it's, like, connected to your Gmail. Gmail. So, like, they won't bother you. Just subscribe even if you don't watch on YouTube. Yeah, that's why I've been, like, so annoying about Stop. it. Okay, now it makes sense. I want a plaque. Now it makes sense because in the caption you wrote yesterday, you were being like so like Nazi. Like, click here to yeah. subscribe. Subscribe. How do we add one of those buttons? Click here. Yeah. To subscribe. Ding ding. Uh, and now it makes sense. So thank you for enlightening. You think I'm gonna me. get backlash for that Nazi thing I just said? It, well, you <laughs> never know. Austin got. I would say no, but after the comments. It's true, but I'm Jewish, so I feel like I can really say whatever I want. In that department. In some regards. Yeah. Um, so we've got a great show for you guys today. It's Wednesday, which of course means Dear Toasters. So I also just wanted to say something. Um, we were going through the emails this morning mm-hmm. of um, like Dear Toaster submissions. And you would be surprised how many people write in and then write a follow-up. Like, please don't read this. I changed my mind. Oh, wow. So I just want to let you guys know, we do see your follow-up emails and we will not read something that you have redacted. Some cold-footed queens. Yeah. Um, it's typically more about like serious topics than okay. like, you know, my bridesmaid is annoying me. So I get it, but I just wanted to put ever. I feel like there's people like who tune in every Wednesdays being like, please don't read mine, please don't read mine. And if you write us redacting, we will redact. Okay, very interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Also, we need to recap Real Houses of New Jersey. The <gasps> third and final part of the reunion was last night. The most heated part. Lots to discuss. Really good. Really good. I very much enjoyed it, and I have many thoughts. So we will do all that with some mediocre stories, as we always do. I'm feeling good about the stories. There's a lot of different ways we can take them, which is all I'm looking for with stories. They are, you know, a loose framework for us just talking about ourselves. It's a good news kind of day. It is a good news, good, interesting news sort of day. Nothing pressing, nothing Kardashian, everyone. like Calm down. You could take a breath. Mm-hmm. And but I, I don't even want to go down this road. What? I'm just like... Everyone talking about how we talk about them too much. Like, I'm sorry, if Courtney gets married, we have to talk about it. If Kim's 100%. on the cover of SI, we have to talk about 100%. it. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and I guess we could get into everything because we have tons to do. I guess. I don't know. You seem RDH. No, no, no. I'm just like, what else do I want to talk about before I am forced to talk about other people, you know? Yeah. Um, I had such a crazy dream last night that, like, really shook the foundation of my life, you know? I'm not going to share it. I had a crazy dream last night, too. But you know it's bottom-of-the-barrel conversation topics when we're talking about our dreams. No, and sometimes dreams are, like, extremely telling of, like, something you're going through. So we really shouldn't be sharing our dreams. Because someone could read into our subconscious and be like, hmm, Now are I you know okay? what she's all about. Right. 100%. That's what I said, because I was reading a book or two on, like, 
therapy, like Good Morning Monster, and the therapist like wants to know what the patient's dreams are so she can understand what they're actually thinking and feeling. And it's like, oh shit, I'm never telling you guys my dreams again, even though I never did before because I think it's boring as fuck. Do you have any recurring dreams like for over the years? No, not recurring dreams, but like recurring things that Themes. happen. Themes. Yeah, me too. Like I'm in a car and the brakes don't work. Oh, I'm trying to run and my legs are slow. Oh, okay. I <laughs> Wait, have, we're giving away too much of ourselves. I have, um, like, I'm trying to, like, fight someone and, like, I, I physically can't land oh. a punch. <laughs> I have that too. Also, it's like this. Also, of course, like screaming and nothing comes out. Oh, I don't really have that much one so much. And then also, I've told Ben about this, like, for years, like, ever since I was a kid, I've had, like, a dream every couple of years about this like I don't even know what it is it's like a hotel it's like a theater it's like this rose gold it's like this beautiful place and like I'll see it in my dreams like once every five or ten years literally That's so interesting and like all I want to do is get back there because it's like this gorgeous place and for some reason there's like a childhood associate there's like an, an element of nostalgia there I can't figure out I can't put my finger in the dream like where I am but it's like a place I've known forever I honestly like I feel like honestly I sometimes think I'm like clairvoyant and I think that like I'm entering heaven like I'm sleeping so deep I might die then that's clairvoyant how um because I'm being shown the afterlife oh yeah and it's glorious it's stunning that's why I have to behave here on earth so I can get there that's really that's I think really that's good. maybe like God's way of like keeping me on track like keeping showing me a check. little bit of what I could get if I continue to be a good person okay so let's be good people today I'll try it'll be easy with these stories no promise nothing crazy yeah today will be easy so without further ado, yeah. without further talk about our fascinating dreams, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Pros. After Jackie had her baby, of course, she started to notice a lot of her hair shedding, and she was concerned. Were you not? No, it's, so it starts at month three, which I've officially entered, and there is more shedding. There's yeah. more in the drain. There's more in the bed. There's more at the edge of my ponytail. So after a pregnancy, your body is still shifting and recalibrating, and one of the alarming side effects of that is excessive shedding so that's hair that comes out in clumps even when you wash it or brush brush it but thankfully jackie found pros to help stop the shedding cycle and grow her hair back pros specializes in custom hair care and now they also make custom hair supplements that are personally tailored to address your specific cause of shedding so they take into account things like hormonal changes stress level diet and more and the result is customized supplements guaranteed to help you grow thicker longer softer hair in record time they're made with clean safe and natural ingredients Pro's hair supplements are just two capsules you take daily. In fact, multiple studies show that over 90% of women taking Pro's hair supplements saw less shedding, more growth, and improved overall appearance in just 90 days. Try your own custom hair supplements and you'll get 15% off. Talkers for pros, y'all. Get yours at pros.com slash toast. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash toast for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off custom hair supplements. Today's episode is also brought to you by Modern Fertility. We're supposed to go to the OBGYN once a year for our annual checkups, but checking in with our fertility isn't usually a thing that we're doing unless we're ready for kids. And that's why Modern Fertility was created, an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick, mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, aka how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information 
fraction at $159, which is a fraction of the, the cost. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash toast, you can get $20 off your test. So that's $139 instead of $159 or instead of over $1,000 at the doctor's office. That's modernfertility.com slash toast. Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test at modernfertility.com slash toast. $20 off your fertility test, modernfertility.com slash toast. What a good bundle of ads. I know. First, that's what we call vertical integration. Vertical integration. Use modern fertility. Get pregnant. Lose Need your hair. Pros. Get pros. Totally. We're covering all stages of life here at The Morning Toast. We really are. Are you ready for our first story? I am. Some good charity news. Finally. Evan Spiegel and Miranda Kerr pay off student loans for Otis College's graduating class. Evan Spiegel, the co-founder of Snapchat, and his wife Miranda Kerr, the model and entrepreneur, are paying off the student loans for Otis College of Art and Design's 2022 graduating class. They said, we know that for most of you and your families, the shared burden of student debt is a heavy price that you pay for an exceptional Otis education. I'm sorry, that's what the president of the school said. (laughs) We understand that this debt can compromise your future and limit your creative ambitions. We do not want to see this happen. He goes on to announce that the school was given the largest gift in the history of Otis College through the Spiegel Family Fund. Their gift will enable you to repay your student loans, he said, which was met with cheers and a standing ovation. Oh my God, the kids were quaking. If you haven't seen the video, it's the cutest thing. Um, the kids at the graduation ceremony like had no idea that this was coming, so it was like sprung on them, and they were like screaming. They were all like looking around like, is this real? That's so awesome. So Evan and Miranda, they weren't like the keynote speakers or anything? I don't know. They were just, they were there. I don't know what their position was, but they were there for whatever reason. Maybe Evan spoke. He attended a high school program at Otis College when he was 15 years old. Oh, how cute. And he said that the program was tough and it made him a better designer. Oh my God. I love this story for a million reasons. One, one of my favorite like celebrity fairy tale endings is that of Miranda Kerr. Like so random, um, but I love it. Like she just, she had such a, sickening career as a model and then like one day just had a fairy tale happy ending like businessman Bo. like what literally what's better than that businessman Bo, and he is one of the more handsome billionaires extremely handsome like beyond and like got successful really young so like has always been like really rich and young and handsome yeah um so i love that journey for her and i love this concept like of course so many celebrities do charity but i think there's like a special Like paying off student loans is like a special type of charity because it's like you're literally like cleaning someone's slate for their future. That's like it's just like the night. It's like such a nice financial gift, but also like the emotional baggage that comes with student loans. Like you're just like wiping that slate clean for people. And it's so nice. Yeah. And plenty of celebrities, billionaires do donate to charity, but it's hard when you donate to an organization, say like it's hard to see the immediate impact on like individual people Mm -hmm. and it's awesome to just see like these kids, they're immediately affected and their you know current status of their lives are changing. How much do you think it was? I thought you said it was, oh no, I don't no, know. No, they just said it was the largest sum. They're, you know, they're so classy, they didn't say how much, but like, let's guess. Can you Google how many- How many students Graduated. Are, okay. From Otis. And then, like, and then they said 90% of the students carry student loans. Wow. Otis graduating class size. It's like a small school, I believe, so. Otis, it has a total undergraduate enrollment of 1,030. So divide that by four. Oh. So like. It's still nice. It's still nice. 250 and then 90% of 250. Which is what? Like. Let me go to 230. My calculator app. 225. 
So then what do you think the average student loan payment is? Like $10,000, maybe more? Well, let's go to tuition. Well, and it compounds o- like over the years. That's why people end up with so much more debt because it literally sets Otis you up tuition. for financial failure. It's for, it's $50,000 to go to Otis. Yeah, but if you're on financial aid or you have a loan, like it might not be for the whole tuition. All right, well, let's just say for argument's sake, 50,000 times what? Oh, two, yeah, two, no, it's definitely not for the whole tuition. Right. Times 235. How much did I say? Two twenty-five. No, but if fifty thousand—that's one year. Oh, oh my god! Right. This calculator is like thirsty. Oh, this is adding ads. up. This is adding up. It's two hundred thousand times two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. Forty-five million. But that's at assuming everybody had a hundred percent full tuition. Loans. Yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. I don't think they donated that much. No. Let's. Well, say- when we were first doing the math, I was like, so they donated twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Let's call it 20 mil. That is so generous. And it's like, obviously, I said this already, but like, it's so generous money wise, but also like what they're doing for this generation. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's amazing. I love, I love these two. Like they're one of my favorite low key celebrity couples. And now like, and in the video, like when the kids start screaming, they cut to Miranda and Evan, they just like look at each other and smile. It is the cutest thing. And this is just a good news story all around. I love, I stand. Some good news to kick off the day. Finally. I think that's what we all needed, you know? <laughs> now, are you ready for our next story, which is some funny news? Sure. Cardi B is showing how she changes diapers with her claw-like nails. Such a good question. I, of course, have wondered. Okay, so she made a video of her changing a diaper on a teddy bear. She said, okay, girls, so I just made a whole video. Trust me, you will get the hang of it. However, I do feel like boys are harder to clean. They got more crevices. <laughs> hundred percent they definitely have more crevices but it's really crazy that she's changing diapers with these nails because even my nails like right um this all started like in the last few weeks like the hair loss and the the nails the nails they were so strong and so I didn't want to cut them because they were so long I've never had such long nails in my life but I'm also trying to change diapers and there's like you know desitin Uh under my nails I recently did get a spatula a diaper spatula which like seems like one of those nonsense tools so the spatula you put the cream on and then you put the cream on the tissue yeah so your fingers like don't need to interact and it is very useful it's not like some useless thing well I think people probably assume that Cardi B didn't even change diapers because she's like so rich she had someone doing it for her so I love that she's just like still one of us yeah um and there are these girls on TikTok who have like crazy long nails and they make videos like here's how I put in chapstick here is how I open a can and so there is like these fakakta ways of doing things when you have really long nails I just don't know why you would make your life harder like life is so hard life is so hard and having short trim nails just how do you type on your phone? How do you pick your nose? Even when my nails are really long. Actually, I feel like you can, it depends on the nail length. No, if you have like a nice little like centimeter tip, it's really good for scooping out boogers for sure. But I'm talking about like acrylics. Like seriously, how do you scoop you out your boogers? You really hurt yourself. Of course, you could cause a nosebleed. Yeah. A sinus infection. And when you have so much, like when you have really long nails, there's so much surface area for your undernail and then it like gets like smelly. Yeah, I'm watching this video of her do the diaper, and she really has great technique. She's so funny. She's, like, one of my favorite celebs, and she's always, always keeping it real. So even in motherhood, she's just a regular girl. A regular girl, but still, those nails take a break. No, no, I agree. Especially, like, okay, I feel like she has been doing so many. You used to have those nails. Yeah, but I don't have a child. But you used to have, like, 
long ass. I used to do acrylics, probably like half an inch. Yeah, Olivia too. Remember Olivia used to do like the claws. Yeah. It's really fun. And by the way, it makes your hand look so like sexy and skinny and you could talk with attitude. It's a little annoying for like remedial things, but if you don't have a child, like it's not, it's not to the point where like you can't wipe your ass. Those types of acrylics, but really, really long ones that are like two inches long, maybe longer. Like you, like literally how do you wipe your ass? I don't know. That's crazy. This girl on TikTok showed how she wiped her ass. Like she was obviously using like a. A prosthetic like, ass? She was using, she was wearing like biker shorts. Oh, cute. And it's just like, you could do it, but it's just harder. So I just, I can't understand making life harder because I already have such trouble, you know, just getting out of bed. Agreed. Agreed. And I think Cardi B sometimes wear, wears ones with like charms. <laughs> so that's just like an added layer. Like, girl, it's okay. I feel like she hasn't been doing a lot of public appearances. Like you could take your nails off. Like when you're in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. My nails are shorties right now. And I don't even want to talk about my nails. Let me see. Why do you have such like nail problems problems oh because your local place closed my local nail salon closed and even when it was open like i find getting a manicure to be the most like exhausting task like i don't find it enjoyable i don't it's not like a thing where i like treat myself like it's not luxurious i find it just to be like exhausting and so like tedious so i don't go and so then I'll get a gel manicure like every couple of months because I'm literally so lazy. And then the gel will like grow out and I'll peel it off, which ruins the quality of your nails. And then I have an event or a show or something, a trip. So I put on my press-ons, which is so bad for your nails. So I'm in this like disgusting cycle where I just can't get healthy, clean, beautiful nails. So right now, like I don't even want to show you. They're disgusting. Well, I used to feel that way about getting manicures too. Like it's a chore, but now it's like an hour of the the day of of the week. That's like just for me to pamper myself. And now I see it differently. So maybe you should have a baby and then you'll enjoy getting manicures again. Okay. You just can't use that for everything, Jackie. Like it's just every time you complain about like something in your life, I'm like having a child or being pregnant would solve this for you. And it would help your nails grow. But think about all the other problems I would have if I was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the other heartburn. complaining. Heartburn? The heartburn for me was... And Do you have heartburn like as a normie? No. no I do. The, but so here's I'm, the thing. Oh, and I meant to mention this when we did our... Um, what's a Birth story episode. And I don't know if I ever did. I had heart, really bad heartburn throughout my pregnancy and at the end specifically. And I had horrible heartburn while I was pushing. But you can't take like a tum? Uh, I could, but I thought it was like, I thought that since the baby was like moving down, like it was going to, I just didn't evaluate it. And so I wish I brought Tums. Oh, I did tell the story because I had to take some antacid. That was but you were disgusting. I was going to say, you're literally in a hospital. Just ask They gave for me something. It was lighter fluid. It was what disgusting. What was it? Like chewable? No, a drink. Ew. It was awful and then I did have a little bit of heartburn for like one to two days after but now I'm like back to how I was before which is heartburn is not something that I suffer from oh my god I'm telling you I don't know if heartburn is contagious but I only started getting it when I met Ben because like I'll never forget I was in Ben's car which is like his family car and they're just like a a heartburn family so Ben's Ben opens up the middle console to this tub of Tums and I'm like what I'm like I've seen commercials for Tums I'm like I had no idea I'm like what is that he's like for heartburn he's like you want one I'm like no He's like, try it. They're actually like, they're like smoothie flavored. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm telling you, I just like took a tum randomly. That gave me heartburn for the rest of my life. Activated. Now I'm like, thank God for Ben's family. Whenever we're in the car, I'm like, where is the tub of Tums? But they also started this for you. No, I know. Vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. But like, I really get it bad when I'm hungover because I pretty much exclusively drink margaritas, which are really acidic and cause heartburn. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's just your little fun fact about, about me. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Story. Story. 
Carmen Electra is joining OnlyFans. Carmen Electra has launched her OnlyFans account. The former Baywatch babe will provide members with exclusive access to fun, edgy, and playful content. The 90s sex symbol was inspired to reconnect with her fan base after she turned 50 in April and is looking forward to this new celebratory chapter of her life. Ahead of the uh, release, she released a steamy photo of herself lying in bed and teased, Wednesday, I have a huge announcement. Only for my fans. Are you a fan? Because it's OnlyFans. What's wrong? Oh, I'm just looking for a fuck to give. <laughs> like, I literally don't fucking care. Like, it's crazy. I was like, when you were saying the story, I'm like, let's think of something funny to say. And I'm like, no, you know what? I literally don't care. Sorry. Oh, my God. Savage. <laughs> Plus, I ran the stories by you this morning. No, I know. And, like, I guess it is interesting, like, because this is, like, the new age of sex symbolism. And right. she was, like, that bitch. And now she's continuing. And I get it. It's, like, the old and the new. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I agree. I, I do agree. I probably wouldn't. Like, I can't been, even think of I something probably, funny to say. Like, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been as hard. <laughs> But sure, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I literally don't give a flying fuck Do you think she'll space. have success? Like, do you think all of the old, like, people who used to have her poster on her wall are, like, going to be... I don't up? know, because, like, those people are now, like, you know, husbands. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I really, I have no idea if this is going to be a success. I'm, I'm not going to be a flop, but, like, I don't think she's going to be breaking records. Because, like, it's just a really weird platform. Like, the people who make so much money are people you've never heard of. Bad baby. Bahad Bahabi, Right. Yeah. But like the top creators on there, like you've literally never heard their names before. Yeah. Okay. So like love, we love women in business. We do. But like, I just, I don't care. Okay. I think that's really fair. Yeah. I think it's a fair assessment of this story. Yeah. And we can move on to the next one, which I really care about. Okay. Which is that the Yellowstone prequel, 1932, has cast Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. So we spoke about a while ago how 1883 was not getting renewed for a second season. That's because it was like a one-time show, and now the next show is 1932. So we're still following the Dutton family throughout history, but now we're going straight to 1932, and Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren will star as the new generation of Duttons. Thoughts? Um, I don't really have any since I don't watch the show. You don't watch Yellowstone? No, I know. And it's going to be one of those things in like five years. I will and I'm have... not listening. And you're not, <laughs> and you're, and you're not allowed to recap on this show. I will watch it and be like, Jackie, you were so right. Like how Claudia. I did with Downton Abbey. Claudia. How I did with the Kindle. I know. Claudia. I know it's in my future. I'm just not there yet. Okay. But I'm just letting you know, like, because you won't listen to me right now, like you're not allowed to like recap it in the TV recap. Like you have to keep it to yourself. It's no, like, we're going to watch this in like five years. Oh, five years for me. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of that rash. And I love you. Five years for me. Like, hope you're doing great. Hope you've lost some of this weight. <laughs> and that your hair comes back. Oh, totally. No, the hair loss is, like, just starting. Like, I don't even know how bad it's going to get. But No, I know. Like, I kind of feel like a bald moment for you would be sickening. Well, if it does get really bad, I will also just cut it shorter to make it healthier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my answer for everything. Just cut your hair. Totally. Feeling low? Cut your hair. No, don't, actually. Looking basic? Cut your hair. Looking basic? Cut your hair, for sure. Yeah. Um, what are my thoughts on this? What was the year? 1932. You know, I feel like we spoke about this with Downton Abbey. Like, when we do, like, old-timey pieces, whenever we get to, like, the 1930s, I'm like... I can only think about the Holocaust, you know? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You measure, like, history in terms of the Holocaust. That's how I personally measure shit. So, like, in Downton Abbey, what are we up to, like, 1921? 1927 was the first movie. So, we probably won't get there, but I'm always thinking, like, England was, like, you know, in Europe. So, I'm always thinking about that. So, um, 
1932 is like Great Depression in America. Right. And Dust Bowl for the Midwest. The which fuck is, is Dust Bowl? Uh, like... I read this book, The Four Winds, which is about it, but it's like in the Midwest, there was like all of these different like agricultural and environmental circumstances that made it so there was like a horrible drought mm. and the whole like plains were incredibly dusty and they would get these horrible, like they couldn't, they wasn't growing crops. It was like famine mm. the land was barren and they were these horrible dust storms. And why doesn't that happen anymore? Um, because first of all, they were over farming the land and really like abusing it and so it wasn't regenerating plus there was this combination of drought and now there are better like uh, farming practices so that we don't you know got it and i guess like where some of those like dusty plains were like now there's like buildings on right perhaps i mean i'm sure it could get dusty again but yeah. it, it was just there was so much prosperous it was like and it was also at the time of the depression so there was like no resources less resources Etc. So do you think 1933 will cover the Dust Bowl? I think it should because I do believe they're in Montana. So this would make Harrison Ford like uh, Kevin Costner's what, like great-grandfather? F uh, if Kevin Costner was like born in the 50s, this would be his father then, right? 20, oh, or no, no, oh, no, maybe grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his yeah. grandfather probably. Hot family. Yeah. I no, love Harrison Ford. I love Harrison Ford, too. Obviously, not for son, the reasons. I named my son after him. <laughs> Literally. Not for the reasons one might think. Like, never seen Indiana jo Jones, but I have seen Indiana Joni. Um, but I'm much more, I'm interested in Harrison's late work, like uh, Morning, Morning Glory. Glory. Yeah, agreed. No, when I was thinking about naming my son Harrison, like, Harrison Ford being himself was it definitely a motivating factor. A pro. A pro, for sure. No, you sure. always compare, like, when you're thinking of babies, like, to the most famous person with that name, you know? Yeah, and when I would see his name, I'm like, okay, this sparks joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. And Helen Mirren, always a queen. Queen, yeah. But, it, like, these are some, the, those are two really big names. No, for TV. Like, remember back in the day, like, you... And for, like, Paramount. Yeah, but it's, like, literally the most watched show no, on TV. it's the most watched show on TV. But yeah, the, I just true. remember the times where, like, being on TV was, like, embarrassing if you were, like, a movie star. And once you made it to the movies, you would never go back to the small screen. And now it's, like, there's more money in television. TV is just better than movies these days. And more people are watching TV than are watching movies. So, if, like, you actually want to be famous, like, get in a TV show. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I miss Queen's Gambit. I know. That was, like, we haven't had a show like that in so long i know you know what i'm i'm waiting um up next on my content plate but like i i don't want to watch when i'm like feeling verklempt like i want to watch on like a rainy sunday you know mm -hmm. conversations with friends which is like normal people right yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna watch that because joe alwyn is in it i didn't like normal people the show i didn't like normal <gasps> people the book i didn't read the book i like normal people I don't like Sally Rooney, the author. I oh. won't be watching Conversations with Friends. Oh, wow. Okay. That's my thought. She's taking a stance. I'm taking a stance. You know me. Girl, live your life. Um, and speaking of names that spark joy, are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is the popular, most popular baby names of 2022 for boys and girls? I am. And it's brought to you by Pear Eyewear, which is just a crazy coincidence. Do you agree? <laughs> Change up your look in a snap. Pear Eyewear's base frame and magnetic top frame combination makes it easy to switch up your style. They have base frames that start at just $60, including prescription lenses. There are hundreds of top frame designs to match whichever base frame you choose. And they also do a pair for a pair. So for every pair purchased, Pear provides glasses and vision care for children around the world. You are a unique mashup of all your favorite things, and there's a multitude of ways to express yourself. So celebrate all that you are and explore who you can be with customizable prescription glasses from Pear Eyewear. 
So if you wear glasses a lot, like it can be kind of monotonous. Like what if you're wearing gingham look? You know, what if you're wearing houndstooth? What if you're wearing um, plaid? Thank you. It's just not fair that you should be, you know, chained to this one pair of glasses. So true. So pair is the affordable way to switch up your eye look and like just constantly be evolving. And glasses are in right now. Like sexy school teacher, yes. So pair eyewear is great. You get the base frame. And then you get these different little toppers to just change up every time you're wearing your gingham getup. So, um, and they also do a pair for a pair, which I already mentioned. So they're providing glasses and vision care for children around the world. Get glasses that are, are unique. Mm. Get glasses that are as unique as you are. They have one pair, but infinite styles, starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash toast for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash toast for 15% off. Great. Thank you. Now, our fifth and final story, Social Security Administration annually tracks the names given to boys and girls in each state. Oh, my God. I was like, what? We're talking about Social Security? Since the year 1880, and now the data for the top Baby names for boys and girls has emerged. And the, and, and the proof is that we are influential queens. The headline here is that the name Theodore has entered the top 10 names for boys for the first oh, time. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm shocked. I wonder why. Okay, are you ready for the names? Yeah. I find this shit so interesting, even before I was trying to name a baby. I agree. For boys. number Because it's like, you know, it's kind of like how Barbara... You know what? I don't even want to continue my dumb sentence. Just go. Yeah, no, like the names, the top names of today are going to be like dated. Like, right, like we're going to have like a million, whatever the equivalent of like the Barbara was, because I'm sure 50 years ago we were sitting here on our podcast like, Barbara. Top baby. If you right. like, when I was looking for baby names, I looked at top baby names through every decade of the last 100 years. And like, yeah, in the 70s, they're all Susan. Right, right. Diane. Baby boy names. But for boys, by the way, it does feel like there's less trends for boys. I there's guess. some names here, but like there are, I feel like the boys' names, and especially like in naming Bob, a boy versus a girl. Bob and Will. Yeah, like William is probably top then, top now. It is top now. It is? Okay. Number one, Liam. That's so trendy. It's a little trendy, but it is beautiful. Number two, Noah. You love biblical tra- biblical yeah biblical Noah's is forever i love the name noah it's just everyone's naming their kid noah right now i know and then your kid will have like five other noahs in the class that's like how ben was like one of like 55 bens in his class yeah but it's still top 10 three oliver so cute sweet i, I, I guess it could be trendy but like i don't know the broadway play that's like an old play oliver twist he's right. a classic guy that's what i meant four elijah biblical mm-hmm. five james I like James. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Six, William. Not going anywhere. Gorgeous. Seven, Benjamin. Not going anywhere. Eight, Lucas. Biblical. New Testament. Oh, interesting. Nine. I think. I don't know. By the way, I have no clue if that's true or not, but like I'm always seeing people's Instagram bios like, Lucas 27.5, be kind to others. That's beautiful. She's a Christian queen. <laughs> Nine. That was not me mocking Christianity. It was a joke. Nine, Henry. Love. love the name. We were going like maybe Henry or Harry. Yeah. Like, Henry, like it would probably be my number one was Harry. Number two was Wolf. Number three was Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I God. love the name Henry like so much. Thank God I didn't name my kid Wolf and then she changed it. No, totally. What do you think she's naming? We still don't know. And I honestly, know. like I'm at the point now where I truly don't care. I'm, I love this journey for her. Kylie, take all the time that you need. It's so important when you name a child and we're in no rush. Maybe William. Maybe William or maybe Theodore. I would, I would simply pass away. Theodore is such a gorgeous name. 
it's like, you know, it plagues me that I gave Theo, my dog, the name Theo, because he's such a Theo, don't get me wrong, and he's such a blessing. But it's such a gorgeous human, human name. name. Yeah. But he's I here guess, to say. Like, they're like, is it so weird to have a dog and a son named Theo? No, I personally would vote for it. I think it's so cute. Totally. Okay, are you ready for our top baby names for girls? More interesting, yes. Number one, Olivia. She's been on the top of that list. I fucking hate Olivia. I'm so jealous of her name. Like, she is like, you say this all the time, and it's so true. I've never met an Olivia who isn't just like absolutely everything of the sort, top of her field, top of her class, beautiful. Like, Olivia's such a good name. And I feel like in movies and books, whenever there's a character named Olivia, it's like, she's the best one. Yeah, and it's also Shakespearean, so it's really not going anywhere. It's a gorgeous name, and I'm happy for my sister Olivia, obviously, but you know, slightly jealous. I don't and love my name. You're such a Claudia. I, what does that even mean? I like, like your name. I think your name is like unique, but also classic. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like me. First of all, I'm not Latin. And like everyone thinks I'm Latin. Oh, interesting. Um, which I'm not. So it just is not like an accurate reflection of my culture. And like, I don't know. I guess because there's really not a lot of famous Claudias, except for me. Um, which I guess is good. I guess it's good. Like, you know, on famousbirthdays.com, I'm probably like the third most famous Claudia, which is like being, you know, like the smartest person at Harvard. Like, it's, like, irrelevant. But, you know, like, it counts. Yeah. No, not the smartest person at yeah, Harvard. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I like your name. But now when I think about it, like, too in-depth, now I'm and like, questioning things. If, like, Ben never calls me Claudia. But, like, if he ever did, I would literally look over my shoulder and be like, What does he call you? Who are you talking to? Claude. Moof. Oh. Big Mama. <laughs> Moof. Bitch, yeah, get out the way. way. Get, get out, out the way, way bitch. No, what does he call me? Crunch. Crunch. Wait, let me think. Hold on. He does when he's trying to get my attention. He calls me Claude. Okay. Which is just like, I feel weird. Like, that's not me. Um, what do you mama, call him? Pops. Like, if you're, like, needing a Diet Coke. Pops! Got it. Give me LaCroix. I think my toxic trait is that babe. I call my husband babe. It's so... I honestly, when I'm around you guys and you're calling each other babe, I'm like, get Does a he room. Call me babe? Yes. Well, so I probably uttered the word babe a hundred times a day, but now, and I feel like I'm always hollering, babe, babe, babe. And then I hear myself and then I'll switch to Zach, Zach, Zach. And now I'm calling him Zach more because babe isn't getting his attention. I hate babe. I'm like, like in books when it's like, hey, babe, I like cringe to okay, death. I just want you guys to know, I never say, hey, babe. No, it's like, get a room. I'm like, babe, can you just grab that? You don't say, hey, babe. You're like, babe, will you give me a trash bag? Yeah, no, it's really weird and not congruent with who it's I am. It's not you at all. It's not me at all. I think Zach started calling you babe first. So you, but there's also something like extremely cool about it. Like if you could pull it off. Like I could just see, you know, like Austin Butler calling Kaya Gerber. Hey, babe, you want to go get a green juice? Yeah. You know? No, it's very odd, but I've become much more aware of it, and it's starting to change. But for the last six years, I have been calling him baby. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Okay, ready for number two girl name? Oh, my God, yeah. Used to be number one, Emma. I didn't know it was so popular. Pretty name. I think I actually remember a couple of years ago us talking about this story and Emma being number one. And I honestly really believe it had to do with the fact that Ross and Rachel named their baby Emma. Because it was like, that show was like such a big like influence on that 90s generation. Yeah. So I really... I know that sounds crazy, but I, I do believe it. No, I believe it too. Things like that can really influence names. Like the female Miley. name, Arya, is becoming really popular. And when Hannah Montana was on, the name Miley became like so much That's more popular. That's really crazy though. Yeah, because it's like not a name. Yeah, it's like, it's only her name. Right. Number three, Charlotte. Gorgeous. Oh my God. I wish, 
Like, I could never have been named Charlotte. Do you You're know what I mean? You're not a Charlotte. It's so sad because I'm not elegant, but like, I would have loved to have been a Charlotte. You would have loved to have been elegant. Right? <laughs> Four, Amelia. Cute. Five, Ava. I love the name Ava. That's my mother name, mother-in-law's name. It's it's a gorgeous name. It's a gorgeous. It's name. also a pelandrum. What's that thing called? Yeah, pelandrum. Pel- oh, <laughs> pelandrum. Number six, Sophia. Not with an F, but mm. still good. <laughs> I love that name. Is Sophia on there? No, I, mm. maybe she's further down, or maybe they just put them all together. Yeah. Number seven, Isabella. Gorgeous. Love. Eight, Mia. Mia Ham. Yeah. Nine, Evelyn, your girly from the liquor store. <gasps> Evie. Also Hugo. Um, cute. Ten Harper. That's trendy. Yeah. Very interesting. There's not a lot of biblical girl names on there. No, because I do think that parents get trendier with girls and more traditional with boys. Yeah. Which is just like stereotypical gender roles reinforcing themselves. You hate to see it. Do you? I don't know. Like, they, even when I was thinking of names. Actually, I'm traditional all the way. But I would yeah. definitely, if I was ever going to go funky, it would be for a girl. Not for Yeah, like Sandrine. Like Sandrine. Yeah. Honestly, I make so many jokes about Sandrine. I might name my daughter it one day. Who is she again? She's from Friends. They're going back and forth. It's actually, you. okay, I know you hate Friends, but Ross... I hate the show Friends, but I like the premises of the episodes. So Ross and Rachel are having a baby, and they're, like, not together. They just slept together one night. Spoiler alert. And they're having a baby, and they're, like, doing it together, but they're, like... They, like, hate each other because they're, like, not a couple. So they're going back and forth on names. Ross is very, like... He wants to name his kid Darwin, like really like manly. They don't know what they're having yet. And Rachel is like, Sandrine, Rain. And so the whole episode is them going back and forth. And they end up really um, liking the name Ruth. <laughs> so when Ross had a baby first season, he really wanted the name. Um, okay, it's so funny. He really, <laughs> you know, his name is Ross Geller. Yeah. And he wanted the name Helen. Got it. Helen Geller. Yeah. And then he wanted Ruth and Rachel was like, ew, that's disgusting. But then she really came around and like after the whole episode, they were like, okay, we're going to go with Ruth. We're going to have ourselves a little baby Ruth. Cute. The candy? Yeah. And then they decided not to do it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Okay. I'll Such watch. a good episode. Such okay. a good episode. Sure, sure. Oh, and then like Phoebe's trying to help them mediate and they keep like, so Phoebe's like, I'm going to give you guys three vetoes. So you go back and forth and you have to veto, but you only have so many vetoes. And they go back and forth so many times, veto, veto, veto. And then Phoebe's like. Is the name Vito starting to sound really good to anyone else? It's such a good episode. Okay. Yeah, you should watch it. I won't. Oh, God, you're so stubborn. No, no, no. I tried Friends. It's not for me. It's not for everyone. And I think we just need to let sleeping dogs lie. Okay. What's next? Um, should we do Real Housewives of New Jersey? Yeah. I think Dear Toasters for oh, anyone sure. who doesn't watch Housewives, you know? Oh, you are like beyond considerate. Dear Toasters is brought to you by Billion Dollar Beauty. Traditional makeup palettes are typically filled with shades that we love, shades that we don't love, and we've all been guilty of buying an entire new palette, swearing that we'll use every color only to use the same shades because we are all creatures of habit. But that's why Billion Dollar Beauty was invented. All those half-used makeup palettes and products are expensive and they add to the growing amount of waste produced by the beauty industry. Billion Dollar Beauty believes you should have the option to purchase just the shade and the products that you actually use without sacrificing quality or convenience. And that's why the CEO and founder designed the completely customizable, compact Billion Dollar Beauty Box as a sustainable solution to expensive, excessively packaged makeup palettes. The Billion Dollar Beauty 
box is a portable makeup kit that uses its spill-proof magnetic lining and kickstand mirror lid to secure a full line of professional quality cruelty-free cosmetics plus all the products for your box come in minimal recycled packaging and they are paraben free vegan and they are leaping bunny certified cruelty free there are over 40 beauty pans and products to add to your billion dollar box like the number one best-selling universal brow pencil the magnetic brush trio and their eyeshadows which are some of my favorite i'm definitely like i use three shades like a shiny gold and like a caramel brown and so to buy these huge palettes is so wasteful money-wise and also for the environment so just being able to choose exactly which pans you need more of is so smart um you may have seen their uh products in clean beauty sections of target they're also been in vogue allure glamour um so join the refill revolution and build your own billion dollar box at billiondollarbeauty.com and receive 20 percent off your entire purchase when you enter the code toast at checkout that's billiondollarbeauty.com billiondollarbeauty.com 20 percent off when you use code toast. All right, dear toasters, our weekly advice segment every Wednesday where you write in and we do our absolute best to help you. If you ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com and it is always done anonymously. So let's go. Hey girls. Hi. My uh, husband's best friend is dating this girl. They've been together for about four years and she's absolutely miserable to be around. She complains, whines, bitches, argues, curses with her boyfriend about everything and anything. She does it in front of everyone and they are constantly fighting. They'll get in huge fights in front of all of us and then she'll pout and make awful little comments to him for the rest of the night. This happens about 97% of the time that we are around them. Honestly, we haven't said anything to the boyfriend because we kind of assumed that he would end it on his own terms because he would get tired of it. However, he just bought a ring and is about to propose and we think that he's making the worst decision of his life. We have a pretty big friend group and we've opened up to mostly everyone about how we feel and they each 100% agree with, with us. They can't stand her. What do we do? Let him make potentially the worst mistake of his life by marrying her or say something to him and hopefully save him a lot of years of heartbreak. P.S. He's literally the best guy ever and we just think he deserves 100% better. Thanks. Well, it's not like you're telling him something that he doesn't know or like can't see with his own two eyes. It's just your personal opinion. And I don't think it's going to change anything. Except honestly hurt your friendship with him. Yeah. Like I know. I know what you see is bad, but you really never know like what a real relationship is like behind closed doors. No, but it's like he what you see. He sees that that she's miserable around you guys. I'm sure if she's even more miserable to be around one on one and he's still making this decision, like maybe you could have your husband talk to him and be like, you sure? Yeah, you sure? Like, you want to talk it out? How does she make you feel? But it's not like you're telling him that you know that she does all these terrible things, cheats on you, like, blah, blah, blah. Right. That he doesn't know. So. And some guys like, like, bitchy women. Like, maybe that's just his type. Yeah. And people have to live their own lives and make their own decisions. Maybe he remind she reminds him of his mother. Like, and also, it's like, maybe if, you know, if you're someone's sibling or a parent. Yes. And said, listen. I do not like this person that you've chosen. I would like to let you know that before you make this big life decision, it's your decision to make, but I just think you should know that, you know, the family doesn't like her. It's different if a friend comes to you and says, I don't like your girlfriend. I say, fuck off. Fuck off. Goodbye. Like, I agree. Like, you know? unfortunately, I do think like your reign ends here. Like you don't really have any like to stand and it's not less like obligation I know you feel obligated but it's just your opinion yeah and it's not like he doesn't seem happy and it's not like he doesn't know like the things you don't like about her it's not she, she does behind his back she's doing it in the middle of the room right you could maybe say if this is true like the friend your husband could say to him like bro you don't seem happy are you sure that you know just just trying to understand how he feels more. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's not going to call off his engagement because you guys don't like her, nor really should he. I agree, sadly. sadly. I'm sorry that you're now going to have to, like, hang out with this girl. Yeah. Because there's, and I realize how beyond hypocritical it is of me to say this because I'm 
I don't think anybody on the planet complains more than me. I think the worst trait in a person is like when they're nonstop complaining. I do feel like it's okay when I do it because I'm hysterical and like yes. I'm always making it into a joke. Yes. But like if people are like, oh, I'm hot. Oh, it's ugly in here. Like shut up. That's like my, like literally I want to smack them. Like shut up. But when I do it, it's like, oh, it is hotter than a witch's coochie in here. You know, I'm like hilarious. Yeah, I agree with all of those things. Thanks. Um, but it's it's literally the most annoying quality. Yeah, just like Debbie Downer, like that skit on SNL. Yes, like it's just like naggy and it's, can we, we can't even have fun because you're pointing out like, yeah, we know it's hot, but like, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, best of luck, I do suggest keeping your mouth shut. And also like life changes and even though you probably see them all the time now, like in five years and when like they get married and you guys have kids, like things change and you probably will see less of her. So this is just a phase, at, a, a stage of your life. Yeah. And if she's not someone who sparks joy, you won't be seeing her all the time. You do sound like a nosy queen, which I definitely relate to. And I do think like you, you would be overstepping. You for sure. Yeah. Your husband maybe can just but talk But boys to him. don't really do that. Yeah. Like, hey bro, are you happy? <laughs> like, she complains a lot, bro. <laughs> it's just like, you could do that, but like, he would be like, what's going on? Like yeah. boys don't sit down and be like, bro. Talk to me about your interior life. Yeah, like, what? He would be like, are you dying? <laughs> um, best of luck. All right, next up. Hey, girls. OG Brother here. The only part I love about my hour commute is getting to listen to the toast. So when I had the most horrendous thing happen to me, I knew it was the time to submit. I'm getting married next July, and I have two childhood best friends, Tiggs and Bryce. When I was making my wedding website, I was originally planning to have Tiggs as my maid of honor and Bryce as my matron of honor. But I later decided only to have Tiggs as my maid of honor. Ooh, Bryce got shafted. Fast forward a few months, Bryce offered to help me with some of the wording on my wedding website. I obliged and sent her the link, and much to my dismay, I got a text from her exclaiming how excited she was to be my matron of honor. I was completely shook and so confused until I looked at the website, and right there under her name, it said matron of honor in all fucking caps. I was shook to my core. I literally have been ignoring her, and I have no idea what to do. Do I just let her be matron of honor even though I don't want her to, or do I tell her the truth and have her forever know she didn't make the cut? Sincerely, I should have double-checked my work toaster. Yeah. I think you're stuck. I think you're stuck too because like what's the big deal? Why did you want her to be matron of honor and now you don't? It's just like you don't want a matron of honor. Like it might just be easier. But at least she was in the running. It's not like you accidentally put like your third cousin's name. And also like what does a matron of honor even do? It's just like a figurehead title. Like let Bryce think Honestly, that she's a matron of honor. I think it's like a disrespectful title. It's like... It's You're the, my friend, but old. No, it's the married maid of honor. Oh. That way you could have two, I believe. Because if you're a matron, you're married. But I feel like some people make, mm, I guess, And yeah. then also it's like, okay, so one more person who's taking up the mantle for a lot of your wedding things. like, And she's obviously really like, you know. Talked about it. No, and she's um, very hands-on. She asks, can I help you? Well, like, what's, the, what's Tiggs doing, by the way? Right. That's, Tiggs working on your wedding website? That's exactly. Just Bryce gets shafted, huh? No, because the thing is, when you're as beautiful, stunning, and smart as Tiggs, like, of course, these things just happen to you and I totally I totally get the position you're in but in justice all, for Bryce in all seriousness she's Bryce, a good friend Bryce sounds like a good time gal and a gal who's willing to like get her hands dirty and help and that's the exactly type of bitch you need in your wedding party yeah so this might have been a blessing in disguise let Bryce be your matron of honor because you know what it'll mean so much to her and it really doesn't it's no sweat off your back yeah. and in a few years you won't even remember these semantics like it doesn't matter and it's not worth having a painful conversation with a very excited Bryce no totally Bryce deserves better Bryce deserves better I think you just leave it 100% leave it leave it leave it congrats right. Bryce ready for our third and final yeah hi Jackie and Claudia Jackie welcome back full time thank you for all your mom content I love it Aww. 
So here's my situation. I had a baby last July. I bought a decent amount of maternity clothing because I work in person. About a month or so after I delivered, I had a friend of a friend, a girl I had been decently friends with, reach out and ask to borrow some of my maternity clothes to get her through the end of her pregnancy. I happily agreed to let her borrow some clothes as this was my first baby. I wanted the clothes back. And many were the high-end pieces like Lululemon, or many of them were high-end pieces or Lululemon clothing that I sized up in. Fast forward to now, her baby is seven months old and I'm, and my best friend is pregnant. I really want to share my clothes with my best friend and also want my freaking clothes back. I sent this girl a text message and I've heard nothing back. She sometimes sucks at texting back. So how long do I wait to message her again? How do I get my clothes back? Also, now I'm nervous and she borrowed some baby stuff from me, like an extra boppy. Is it all lost too? I've been more than generous during her pregnancy and after bringing gifts and meals with little to no thanks. And I'm so frustrated. Do I involve this, the girl who introduced us? I look back at our text messages. I said borrow multiple times save me from this mama drama i will totally share updates Ugh, that's tough that's tough get your shit back you said borrow also how magnanimous like to unnecessarily to lend all this stuff to a friend of a friend like not she's taking advantage of your kindness and it's not not too early get to your follow shit up back. get your shit back it's very possible that like she misunderstood and thought like you were just giving it to her because you just had the baby like why do you need maternity clothes and like maybe gifted it to someone else or like donated it which might be why she's not responding okay well then you need to find that out but she can't just leave you unread that's poor manners and yeah maybe get your mutual friend involved to get to, to the bottom of it because and you know what? maybe just call her what if you just called call her, her up, up? Because text messaging, you know, as a mom, I'm sure, like, you're fucking busy. So so many times I get a text message. I'm like, oh, yes, clocking it, need to respond, and then, don't have the bandwidth. Wait! No, and also, even before I was a mom, like, sometimes I just get a text message that I forget that I got. Yeah. And then it's when, like, three weeks later, I'm like, oh, fuck, it I registers. never responded. So definitely follow up, call her, get your friend involved, because you need to get your stuff back. That's not nice. I agree 100%. And, like, just... Stop being so nice. Yeah, agreed. Call like her. that's like one. Like I would lend anything to like a best friend, but to lend like an entire wardrobe to a friend of a friend is not necessary. Yeah, maybe this is a lesson um, for life. Like there's just no need to be so nice to everyone. No good deed goes unpunished. Oh my god, ain't that the truth, sis? Mm-hmm. Um, that was dear toasters, and if you ever want to write in, it's dear toasters at gmail.com. Let's talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey third and final part of the reunion before our Austin interview. Um, it was so good. The, okay, so I just have to say, like, Ben came in and watched with me. And when he came on, the men were on. And then when he left, he's like, wait, they're leaving? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why? And he was, like, so upset. And then he wanted to watch 30 Rock before bed. But right when Housewives ended, the House Husbands episode of Watch Trappings Live was on. And I'm like, oh, do you want to watch this? He's like, um, I guess. He was cracking up, like literally never saw something so funny in his whole life. It was a really good episode of Watch What Happens Live. It was. I only watched until the first commercial break and then I went to sleep. It was good. They were all like being like kind of quiet, but like still funny. I think because one, I think their mics were muted if they weren't being spoken to directly because it's a lot of people. And you know, it's nice. These are just like regular guys. It's so crazy. They're just regular guys. They're not like media trained celebrities. Yeah, they have like regular jobs and... as most of the husbands on Real Housewives are, but like none other are as featured as these guys. And it's just, I'm obsessed. I'm I obsessed. can't get enough. No, and you know what? I thought last night's episode was really good for Louis. Mm-hmm. Not only, finally, like, and I think it registered with him. He's a logical person, even though like I, I think he definitely has a weird fucked up past. He's not illogical like Teresa. Like he is logical. So 
the fact that on Watch Happens Live, they did a poll, are you looking at Louis differently after the reunion? And it was like 80% yes. I think it's really registering with him. Like Margaret was actually not trying to hurt him at all. And if he had just gotten out ahead of it and like spoken about it, it wouldn't have been a storyline the entire season. Like that's how this shit works. Yeah. And I mean, Teresa really zeroed in on Margaret, but before she did, like when I looked back on like who's bringing up Louis stuff, like it didn't feel like it was Margaret, you know, bringing it up all the time. Like, all the women were talking about it. Like, Teresa just has it out for Margaret. Yeah. And made this whole thing, like, Margaret's bringing it up when it was everybody was talking about it. And by the way, the fact that Louis lost his job is really interesting to me. I don't know how you can lose a job at a company that you own, but that was, like, really sad. And I definitely feel... Louis said Teresa didn't want me to tell everyone this. And not because she was being a martyr, but because I think Teresa's, like, so toxically traditional that like a man without a job is like in the old Italian like that would never happen so I found that to be like so beyond interesting and when Andy asked do you blame Margaret he said no for me I was like you know what Louis not such a bad guy yeah no he has sense mm -hmm. and maybe if Teresa allowed the story arc to continue over the season where they asked him questions and he answered just like he did at the reunion we would have liked him people would have liked him and uh, it would have been more favorable. And I'm not saying he wouldn't have lost his job because also that's like a little weird to lose your job over something from a TV show. But it's like, it's not from a TV show. It was from the, he said from all the articles. Like, right. So if you're an employee and like all these articles start coming out about you that you're abusive, emotionally right, then abusive. It has nothing to do with the show. Right. It has to do with you. Right. But, Teresa's but delusional. all those articles only came out because he's on the show now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teresa is so delusional. She's so painful. Um, I thought Margaret did a good job of, like, holding her own to the best of her ability. Even Andy got, like, so. And, you know, Andy really did a good job. I think he coddles Teresa a lot. But when he literally turned to her and was like, have you ever changed your mind about anything? Like, ever thought to yourself, oh, I was wrong about that. I changed my mind. And she was like, yeah. And Jennifer was like, yeah, I've seen her do it. I wish she was like, when? Yeah. Oh, but a really interesting development, Melissa and Joe... You know, Melissa has a podcast, and they did an episode literally dropped yesterday or the day before. They are turned on Teresa. Like, well, you can see, and Andy said on Watch What Happens Live, like, it feels like things are going in a different direction with you. And, like, yeah, we're on our way. Like, there was detente for so many years, but, like, now the Gorga Teresa uh, Judice feud. feud is flared up again. And I think, I mean, obviously it has to do with the fact, I don't know how any human being could put up with Teresa, but also, like, Melissa is so irrelevant on the show when they were all going around things they've learned and she was like Antonia's back in cheer I was like oh my god like get Tracy out here who was totally cut from Where the reunion Tracy? she was there like she had a whole she was cut you're lying she was in the cast photo like she wore a gold dress and her hair was really long you're lying she, and you know what because there was so much to discuss I feel like they didn't even really get to harp on Teresa's table flip that much like yeah there was so much oh my god because I also wanted to hear from Tiki that's why I yeah. wanted Tracy to be there because he was one of the guys who was asking questions and I just watched the Chris DeStefano special where he yeah talks about Tiki Barber <laughs> Barber. I was crying. So I was really waiting to hear from Tiki and like what he thought about being part of the housewives. He was literally, I do believe, I don't but, know if he was there, but she was fully photographed on a couch. They brought in a chair for her friend of gone. Oh my God. I mean, it's safe to say she won't be on next season, even though I liked her. I didn't mind her. I didn't, but I do feel like the six current cast members, like there's so much more to ground to cover. Yeah. And I, I know I've said like, I'm so upset Jackie got demoted because I, man, have I turned around on her. Um, but somebody did offer a unique insight to me mm -hmm. that it's possible that part of the reason she was 
demoted is Bravo looking out for her health, which I can totally understand, even though I just don't see Bravo like ever sacrifice, like production companies don't sacrifice entertainment for people's mental health. That's like not a thing. No. And also she said on the show, on the reunion last night, like the show Show saved saved her her life. life. So like, it could be looked at differently. Jackie was MVP of like the whole reunion and when she drank the whole champagne and everyone was like, wow, she's like, I'm eating now, so I need to drink. It was, she's like, look, she's doing such a good job of like handling this and it's still so interesting. You know me, I fucking hate personal storylines. Like, I just have no time for them. I couldn't get enough of Jackie's journey. I'm like so upset we're not going to be seeing her. It's not confirmed that she's demoted. Yes, it is. It, it, how, where, where was it confirmed? Everywhere. Oh, fuck. It's, it's confirmed. I mean, it's possible she gives a banger season and they actually just continued to like keep her in. But for now, they're treating her as a friend of while they, they just started filming again. That's so unnecessary. Like keep the six women, bring in a different friend of. Like it's working. It's working. It's working. Even Tracy, like it was working. Yeah, and we never say that. We're always like, there needs to be a big overhaul. Yeah, no, it's perfection. And that's the thing. Even with Teresa, like, I want to fucking shake her. Name a bitch who's been on the show longer and is still literally the most talked about person. Like, she she is the show. And, like, I get why she is the way that she is. And I've... I can't even talk about like the feelings I feel when I watch her. And that's good television, even though I literally hate her. Yeah, no, it's good because she's really, you know, someone that can be a villain for a lot of people, except for like the 1% of voters who like thought that Teresa had a good reunion. Yeah. But so not only is she like the villain of the group, but she has close relationships with Dolores and Jennifer and and Melissa Melissa is her sister. So it's not like this person who's constantly on the fret. No, it's so true. She has to be involved. Also, um, so on Melissa and Joe's podcast, what what I thought was weird is like Melissa and Joe have so many legitimate gripes with Teresa. I mean, they could literally write a novel and what they chose to say on the podcast was like basically that Teresa's kids would be homeless if it weren't for Teresa, for Melissa and Joe. Um, they really held down the fort on the show when Teresa was in jail, which is like really not true. Um, so it was just like of all the times they finally decide to speak out against Teresa, like that's what they say. Because that's like not even something as like a Teresa hater I can really even like agree with. Yeah, The well, show was not good without Teresa. Andy asked Joe about it on Watch, Watch It Happens Live. And he said that, like, this show has been amazing because it's centered around our family drama. And without, you know, our piece That's of that. That's true. The show, who knows if Teresa would still be a housewife, That's, you know? like, not what he said on the podcast. I listened to clips. Like, it was different. Okay, well, that's his explanation. On now. Watch It Happens Live, he made sense. So he's saying, like, Teresa's continued success is because of this dynamic. But the same can be said for the Gore. Teresa could say the same thing about them. A hundred percent. I mean. But that's not like why I think they should be angry with Teresa. They should be angry with Teresa for treating them like crap. Yeah. And always taking like her new friend side over Melissa. But Melissa versus Teresa and they've started filming already and this podcast just came out. Melissa versus Teresa like is coming. It it is a thing. And you know what? I'm happy for Melissa because she was on a one-way ticket to nowhere being Teresa's friend. No, but also I think the issue is like Teresa was always demanding like a level of loyalty from Melissa that she would not give her in return instead of just being like, listen, we'll never never go at each other like we used to, but I don't expect from you what I wouldn't give to you and we're different and those are your friends, these are my friends, we're family, whatever, but like, she hold, every time Margaret says something, it's like Melissa. Yeah, well, that would require Teresa to be a logical, reasonable right. person, which unfortunately she is not. Right. It was so good. Like when Andy, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Um, it was just really, really good. I loved having the men around. They're literally the best part of the show. They're the best part of the show. My boy Evan Joe Benigno. I love him embracing his eye lift. 
we stand. He literally did not say one thing at the reunion. Or I watched Chapman's Live. Or other than his eye lift. But he's like another one that I look at him and I laugh because it's just like, he's your average Joe. Literally. And he's like on this TV show and it's so funny. Who do you think said less on the reunion? Joe Benigno or Alex from Summer House? Joe Benigno. I think Alex from Summer House. But at mm. least Alex from Summer House, like he kept getting in all the previews for the Honda Civic of male attractiveness. Right. Oh, right. That was like his big moment. Yeah, Joe yeah. didn't have like a yeah. one-liner. I know, so true. Um, Bill Aiden was being really cute on Watch Happens Live. And honestly, like, I feel like this happens at every reunion where I have a really, like, I watch it sympathetically for Jennifer. Like, she does a good job. And Jackie was right. Like, I do feel like she could be really good friends with all the women, but like her toxic, loyal blindness to Teresa is just like always getting in the way during the seasons. But like, she comes off really like, I don't know, I feel like they're really deep, deep, deep down. There is like a good gal there. No, there's a side of Jennifer that I love. I know. That I would want to be friends with. There's also a side that just like says and does things that are beyond not defensible. And you know and what? Also, but also like her logic and her thought processes, as she's explaining on the reunion, like I get her. Yeah. You know what though? As much as and I do believe Margaret was like extremely sympathetic and didn't really think like it would blow up in the way that it did for bringing up the affair. And I do believe she was genuine in a way. I'm still really glad that she did because I think like she kept drilling on like I wasn't saying it to hurt you. I was saying it to point out the fact that, like you are in a glass house and you throw stones at the end of the day. I do believe Jennifer received that message. She was like, I'm going to try to move forward, like not be such like a a nasty bitch. Yeah. And so if all of that. If we get that from all of this, I will be happy. No, and I need Jennifer and Margaret to still be cool because that was one of my favorite scenes of the entire season. Like when they saw each other, like J Margaret saw that Jennifer was hurting mm -hmm. and Jennifer saw that Margaret wasn't trying to hurt her in like Margaret gets this rap for being just like this villainous queen, bone carrying queen. And she's really not like she is a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. That the right side of the couch is like the logical. It's, like, it's it's logical and it's like real friendship versus the left side is like old Italian friendship, which means, oh, you can't ask Teresa a question. Yeah. What did Andy say? Oh, yeah, like Dolores knew about the rumors but never asked them. Yeah. And Andy was like, yeah, because she's Italian. Yeah. And then Teresa said something like, if she had asked, I would no, tell her. No, she said, well, she knew not to ask because she knows I would never be with someone who was physically abusive. Yeah. The delusion, the thinking, I just can't follow it. No, me neither. So it was like an amazing, like really amazing season of Jersey. And it's been, it's always an amazing season. It is that show. It is. I'm going to miss it. I am too. I'm really going to miss the husbands. Like they're so I'm cute. I'm so obsessed with the husbands. Like I know. every single one. No. There's not a bad husband. No. If there were to be a bad husband. There's not one. Mm. No, there's not. Who's sitting next to Joe? Gorga? Yeah. Evan. No, he was in the back. Who was in the middle? I'm like blinking. It was Joe Gorga, someone, Frank Catania. No, Bill, they were all Evan. behind their women. Oh, I'm talking about the reunions. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Watch Happens Live. Oh, Jorgo, Joe Why Gorga. Why am I like blinking? No, so in the back was Joe Benigno, Evan. And Bill Aiden. Oh, Louie was in the middle. Oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he was Gorga. And also, he's not a husband yet. Like, it's, yeah. it, I don't think of him as part of the crew yet. It's still early days. Yeah. I wonder, so... Teresa's wedding is soon. I wonder if it's going to be on the show. Margaret obviously is not invited, but like honestly, I feel like Melissa might not be. Like after this podcast. Yeah. Like that, I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, wow. We're going back so far. No, now. I know. But like, it has to be done. It has to be done. And also, after watching Ultimate Girls Trip, it's like these two do not like each other. They can't agree on anything. Mm -hmm. And like 
it's all it was a ceasefire but it was never meant to last no it was not meant to last it's such a good way of putting it um so we will miss new jersey but um yeah that means potomac is coming back soon which is so exciting so exciting beverly hills is back mm-hmm. dubai dubai first. i'm so southern excited charm. southern charm 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 so that was our tv recap and that is our show if you're listening as a podcast stay tuned for our interview with austin kroll and please be open-minded reminder he's not a murderer and if you want to catch it on youtube head over to our youtube channel and motherfucking subscribe subscribe and that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please visit subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts everywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, wherever you can box all the places where everything's in podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast of the Millennium Show. That's where we are. <laughs> Have an amazing day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. We are so excited to be sitting down with Austin and Kroll from Southern Charm, Winter House, and a little bit of Summer House. He made a small appearance, huge impact. Small but mighty. Hi, Austin. (laughs) Hello, ladies. So good to see you. So So good good to see you. you. Thank you so much for joining us here in New York. You're here for what? The Bravo Upfronts? We were here for Bravo Upfronts, yeah, which I didn't know what that meant. Do y'all, do y'all know what that means? Yeah, yes, we, used to, we work... used to work in the B2B world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are familiar with Upfronts, but I also feel like as a Bravo star, if you get invited to the Upfronts to like be part of the the front-facing people, like that's a big sign. It's an honor. It's an honor, because not everyone gets to go. So that is something that I was thinking about, too. Uh, something that late night I was with Sandoval, we like would end up mm-hmm. out at, like outside of the hotel just chatting about everything. You know, he's a chatter. And like that <laughs> thought... He was like, bro, we're here. They asked for us to be here. And I we're was like, special. okay, you know, and so with everything going on, I was like, yeah, they asked me to be here. Yeah, that's a good so time. Who else, a good time. Who else was there? Who else is good for their next season? From Charm, it, it was me and Shep. I think that Craig was supposed to be there as well, but Craig had his one-year anniversary of his store on King Street oh, on wow. Saturday. We're sitting on Sewing Down South pillows. I was going to ask you yes. If, yes. if these were SDS pillows. They're fabulous. Yeah. Really good. Okay, There's nothing Craig, wrong I'm with his sewing. I'm leaning on two of your pillows if, if, if you're listening. They're yeah, really nice. A lot of support. So you were the topic of conversation on many reality shows recently, most notably Summer House, which is crazy because you were on like two episodes total. Um. I was there for 48 hours. <laughs> right. Uh, and the whole season is about hours. you. Yeah. And I, look, I didn't watch any of it, but of course I have people that do and they tell me about it and then you see some backlash about it. And I, I was shocked at the repercussions mm-hmm. or, or, or just how much that I was on it. Right. And like chose to use me and like take other main cast members that were very much there. Yeah. Right. And make it seem like they weren't mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yes. So I guess that I just didn't know because my fr- so my first day there, I was very tame, right? And like intend, I was like Austin, keep it together, mm-hmm. because I was supposed to go when Craig went the first weekend. Yes. Right. We learned this at the reunion a little bit. Okay. And then Carl yes, told Carl- you not to go because it would be thirsty to be on three shows. No, Is that that's true? not true. I I wish that he would have because I <laughs> because I was looking for any sign not to, to not to go, because when Craig first went, you know it. It was like we had been on Winter House, and so they wanted, like, you know, the Austin Craig package to mm-hmm. go. You know, him and Paige were like just beginning to talk, right? It wasn't like a full blown thing. He was, you know, excited to go and see her. And so I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, my headspace is not right. I'm really not feeling it. I really don't know if I want to be on camera right now. So I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And then Lindsay, you know, we're talking, talking, talking as 
I mean, we used to talk all the freaking time. And she was like, it's my birthday. Come. We're going to have a blast. <laughs> and I got to thinking, I was like, well, you know, it's Lindsay's birthday. I'm going to be able to go and, like, have fun in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like fun? That does sound like fun with your friends. You know, normally that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she texted me the other day after part one of the reunion. And she was like. Remember when I called you and told you it was going to be so much fun for you to come to the Hamptons? She goes, I'm so sorry that all this nonsense is happening to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, it's never ending. Yeah. And, uh, and she was like, that seems like you know a year and a half ago because it was a year and a half ago. Did they ask you to go to the reunion? <clears throat> no. No. So you haven't really had a chance. A lot has been spoken about you. You haven't really spoken on it. You have been you know, dragged quite a bit for how you handled Sierra, how you handled Lindsay, and just like that 48-hour time in the house. So I guess my question for you is, what do you feel like wasn't said? Like, what do you feel like people are misunderstanding about you? Because I think you feel like you've been kind of like sidelined and trashed. Yeah, I... It's emotional. It's emotional. It's emotional. Just clearing my throat just to make sure that that this is well heard. (laughs) It's just, um, you know, going to a show that you're not a cast member of, you don't, you don't get the green screen. You don't get to show up the weekend after and like apologize. Uh-huh. You know, you don't get to cu- like, you don't get your, you know, redemption, so to speak. Yeah. And, and especially couldn't go to the reunion. And um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I, I haven't said much about the topic because Summer House was like such a trigger word for me. And, mm-hmm. and like, I hate to say it and like mm-hmm. admit it. But it was just like, no, well, the thing that you don't know is... What is the thing we don't know? And, like, I, you know, am now very, like, you know what? Like, we are moving onwards and upwards. But, you know, just, like, having your narrative said for you is very frustrating. Right? It's very frustrating. And um, and I I guess that that what it is in a a nutshell is that... um, So it was last summer... I was like five to six months, like officially, you know, single. Mm-hmm. I had I'd moved on, you know, from something that that wasn't the greatest. And I was like, I am having fun and I'm single and I'm allowed to do, you know, this and that. And I, you know, was I like selfish in my like, you know, hot boy summer, mm-hmm. right? Quote unquote. <laughs> um, you know, yes. Uh, and, and, and I realized that in hindsight. I realized that, you know, very soon thereafter. Um, there was like an apology, you know, where like I was able to speak to everyone. It just wasn't, you know, used, which is... Who did you apologize to? Um, Sierra. Got it. Okay. I, I was able to, you know, pull her aside and have a combo and, you know, and, and, and really talk to her about, um, I understand. Like, I didn't, I guess that I didn't realize that her and Lindsay were like... Beefy. At odds. They, yeah. they just don't have a good relationship. And then to see you with her must have drawn, drove Sierra crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, you know, Lindsay never really told me that her and Sierra weren't, you know, that tight. Right. Because, you know, Lindsay isn't isn't like that. You know, she's not like, you know, F that person or whatever. Right. You know, she was just like. So when I when I came. Yeah. uh, Sierra was like, okay, well, you're not going to be in her bed. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I I wasn't planning on it. Right. I totally wasn't planning on it. I think that I'm going to like, you know, sleep in Andrea's bed or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I, I guess that I just didn't know. And then on Lindsay's birthday. You know, all all hell broke, broke loose. loose because I just decided to drink a bunch of tequila, mm-hmm. and we were sitting in Lindsay's room prior to you know the party, mm-hmm. and we were just talking to each other. And I was like, and she was like, "Fuck everything, right? Let's just have fun." 
And I was like, yes, I love that mentality. And this was before Winter House had aired too. So I didn't get to see like, like what the reactions were from like me and Sierra or me and Lindsay mm-hmm. maybe. And so I was flying blind from like what <laughs> had happened or what right. was going to be shown on Winter House. So then it just like, you know, it, 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 like it just kept on snowballing. Yeah. Do you feel like you make decisions on the show, on any of the shows that you're on, based on how people react on social media? Like, does it inform your decision making at all? No, no and I'm going to say no in the sense, no and yes. So like, you know, yes in, in the sense that when, when you see yourself get like, you know, worked up on someone, right? And then, and then you watch it. And, and, and maybe see like a social media, like, oh my, you know, then you sit back and you're like, Austin, keep it yeah. together. Like if someone's yelling, like let, let, you know, them yell as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. before you. So like, yeah. I try to keep my emotions in check more right after like having seen some things where I've been, you know, like emotional or whatever. Cause yeah. it's not an attractive quality to watch, you know, anyone, you know, yelling and huffing and puffing. No, yeah, it must be like really jarring. But to be able to learn from yourself, like most people can't see themselves and they don't ever get the perspective of, you know, being outside of the moment and getting to watch their reaction. So that's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's not informing like how you live your life based on like what people are going to no, think. No, 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 no. I, I mean, look, I, I, I couldn't if, if I tried, you know, to <laughs> yeah. like be, you know, different. Like, I'm not going to show up one day and be like a buttoned up, like, you know, James Bond. Like, right. okay, now I've changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not going to happen. Well, I think like the major takeaway from the Summer House <clears throat> reunion between Sierra and Lindsay was like, you know, it's Austin's fault pretty much. Like it was, you know, and you really never got to speak for yourself. No, I, I'm, I'm, so I didn't watch the reunion. I, I was certainly shocked to like hear a bunch of things, right? A bunch of people just like, you know, hurling my name around. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, but there's also like a lot of things that you like said or maybe influenced that had nothing to do with the Lindsay Sierra stuff, you know, more to do with like Kristen and Craig and Paige and when you told Lindsay that information and when she told it to Paige. Oh, right, okay, interesting. Right, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how much, yeah, how much <laughs> were we used on this season? Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, this is one of those things too where Craig... Craig says, and he's been telling everyone that like, you know, we didn't talk for three months because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, that's just not true. You know, Craig and I were still podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of walking on eggshells. It, like, it's not that we weren't talking. Yeah. Right. And um, Craig thinks, or, or, or thought, Craig thought that like I was like maliciously trying to like tell Lindsay some information, which I don't know if it was then when when like she was driving to the Hamptons or not but you know to me it 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 doesn't matter the way that Craig said it to me was that I said to Lindsay like hey if like if you want to fuck with Craig right you know you know here's some info and I was like Craig I would never do that like but that is how it came off I was like you're single and I want you to flourish pal I really right. do it's just that a friend called me and was like hey is it you or is it him? Right. And I was like, it's not me. We all thought we it was all, you. I know that. Know. Because by the way, like at dinners and things, like I like I would like sit next yeah. to her on purpose to like right. throw everyone off. And you right, guys were right. all friends. And then I was getting the like, you know, brunt of it. And I'm like, and then that's when I realized I, I was like, being like a Bravo level famous is fun. Being like a higher level, stressful as all yeah. hell. Like when all that was happening, I was like, oh my gosh, like didn't didn't realize that your level of fame was like right. up, up here. 
Yeah. So do you really feel like a lot of the negative sentiments about you are due partly to your own actions, which you've taken responsibility for, but also because you really just weren't given a platform to make it right. To like, like you weren't given confessionals, you weren't given an opportunity at the reunion, and you think if you were like people would have seen your side a little bit more. And I think people might have had an easier time moving on because it's a story, it evolves, and now we're talking about next weekend. Sure, right. sure. So so certainly not like absolved, right? Uh, it's not like, oh man, if I would have been on there, but like it, I just, like I had, you know, remorse for it. And I had like, look, I'm just trying to learn and grow and like I'm going to learn and grow from this, but I never had the opportunity to say it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's all that people kind of want to see is like taking accountability for your actions mm-hmm. yeah. and knowing that you did something and then moving forward right. and what they're going to see. And, and so that's what's been so interesting because I've been now on, sure, I've been overexposed. Like I've been overexposed. Like sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, well now it's this show and then this, which turned into something huge. And those have been vacation shows. Yeah. They haven't been shows about, you know, my real life and like what I'm doing with my business or right. like, mm-hmm. you know, personal life. Well, of course I have a personal life, but you know, personal life in the back in Charleston yeah. or like, you know, showing me like, you know, in my business and purchasing a home and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just been shows about purely vacation and relationships. Right. And so that's, it's tough to be painted in a positive light not that I do myself any favors. <laughs> right. That's fair. Um, but you know, when there's no like, okay, well, let's now see him like, you know, going to work on Monday or right. something or, right. or, or like, you know, figuring out this or doing this or, you know, progressing in his life. It's like, let's see Austin come in like a tornado and, and you, right. know, you know, rip apart the house for 48 hours. And then leave. And then leave. Right. And then Never leave. to be heard from Never again. Never to be heard from again. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so that has been super interesting. But I'll tell you what, Craig and I went on tour mm-hmm. um, on a podcast tour. I know. I heard you guys spoke about me. Somebody sent From me a clip. April Fool's clip. Craig of believed my April Fool's joke. I got him. Oh my gosh! Yes. Like <laughs> best prank ever. It was Jackie's idea. I was sitting on, on like on the plane, and Craig was across the aisle from me, and I was like, Craig, Craig. <laughs> I was like, Claudia is Dumois, and and then his like eyes kind of went wide, and he was like. Dude, it's April Fools. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. I so love yes. that. I love that. Um, but yes, you went on tour. And our very first stop was DC. And of course we had like a loose kind of like thing of what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And at first we were like, okay, so maybe at this point we'll bring on, you know, some fans to play like a, you know, dating game. They'll bring on fans here and they'll do like a Q&A. Mm-hmm. And immediately when we walked out, right, because it was like a week or so after the episode had aired. And we were like, we, you know, I don't know what to expect. Like we decided to go out, you know, together so that no one had any sort of opportunity to like boo me maybe. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but once again, like it's like BravoCon, like people are buying money to come and see you. So right. they're your fans. Right. They're yeah. not haters. Well, you know, to they're pay money right? to come throw tomatoes is, is insane. And crazy. But okay. people are people, crazy. Okay. People but trust me, it. I actually thought the first, you know, show I was like, what if it's Mando gets thrown at me? No, I've like actually I've had there. that thought. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. But you know what? Okay, so now I guess the better question is like, where do you stand with Lindsay and with Sierra? Okay. Um, um, so with Lindsay, we uh, spent you know the whole weekend together, right? I mean, in terms of just like you know seeing each other and texting each other and like you know having chats and you know we're we're as good as can be. Our mm-hmm. relationship is certainly. Um, evolved, which it should, because now she has Carl in her right. life, and now Carl is, you know, her person, and I couldn't be happier for him. Mm-hmm. I could not be happier for him. Um, and so, so of course, it has to change, right? It it can't be like you know that waking up every day and calling each other. It's not healthy, yeah. We used to. 
Um, so, you know, we're fine. Um, Sierra is definitely something that you're going to have to watch on because what's so interesting is that we filmed for Winter House mm -hmm. and then they filmed for the Summer House reunion. Yeah, and you can and tell. And so it's just like this series of, of events from how she felt on Summer does not match up to how she's acting on the reunion. Got it. Yes, but we said that you can tell even there seems to be some strife between Lindsay. Paige and Lindsay that is like not they're not even mentioning it but it was extremely tense and nothing that we saw this season on Summer House warrants that. So you can tell that like there's this other show that happened in between because everybody's dynamics have really changed. I mean, yeah, yeah. So so that is so interesting too because there were things where it was like, uh, you know, I don't want to like you know divulge too too much and but it's like you know there were things where like you know the cast was like, well, our reunion is is in like you know two weeks, so we're not gonna like dive into this here, right? Yeah. Kind, kind of thing. Oh, got it. The schedule right? is like a little facade. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things going on. Plus, last night, then at the end of the reunion, we got the trailer for Southern Charm. Oh yeah, oh, which looks so, so good. good. Yeah. And what are ba -ba you and Craig fighting about? Ba -ba Ba-ba-doo. I love that fucking song. It's so good. It um, is good. What's the Craig fight about? And I, is that a oh real fight? Oh my God, no. But, but like, you know, yes and no, right? So, you know, Craig and I fight like brothers. It's just mm -hmm. like what we do. Um, and at this point, you know, we're great. But, well, so we... <laughs> <laughs> you are a complicated fella. Okay, so we're literally just, you know, after dinner drunk. And right. Craig and I are like, okay, so like Craig is like a wrestler, right? And I'm more of like a, you know, I'm going to like, you know, throw you or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Craig, stop it. You know, and, 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 and he is tuned up. Got and I'm it. like, get away from me, Craig. I'm going to punch you in the face. But like, I'm not going to punch him in the face <laughs> right. because that's just going over the line. And so then he gets a hold of me and we just go down. And the only language that Craig speaks in that moment is tapping out. So I had to like, got it, got you know, it. I was like, leave me alone, oh, that's Craig. That's good. Okay. Okay. And that it wasn't a real fight. You know, have you ever been on the show before? No, right? This is your first time? On this show? Yeah. I think yes. so. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Because I ask every Southern Charm person this question and, and I will never not think it's weird. And one of my main takeaways from the reunion, I mean, from the trailer is, you know, all these people, best friends in Charleston, dinners and trips and fights and relationships and Patricia. Sure. And I will just like truly never understand like how more people don't think it's weird that there's like this old sophisticated woman like <laughs> hanging out with you guys. And honestly, she was the main character of the trailer. Yeah. She was in it more than anyone else. Really? Yes. And I think what bothers us most about her presence, even though these days it's better, it's like in the past and even before your time, like she's really been like on the wrong side of history about a lot of things with the cast members. And everybody just like respects and trusts her opinion so much that it's like, I just feel for Catherine. It's like the word of God yeah. when like she was yeah. wrong. Yeah. But what, um, like when you guys all go out to dinner and you're like, oh, you're calling like your, your mom or something like, yeah, hey, oh, I'm going to dinner at this like old lady's house. Like, it, like to me, it just reads so weird. You're like a, a group of friends who are all of a certain age. And like, then you all go to parties at this woman's house. Like, it just, it's so weird to me. Like, yeah. and it's never spoken about. So that, my question is like, what, what? Wait, and also, is it because she really is that presence in all of your lives? Or is it because like the Bravo universe loves her being this presence? So we're gonna okay. do more of it. Okay, so I think it's um, a little bit of both. Okay. And and the fact that she was used as much as she was on Schiller, you know, does not surprise me at all. In fact, like it makes me happy because people like to see it. You know, she wasn't in like you know the cast photo as she never is. Right. right? And so then when she's not in the cast photo, people start to freak out, like, oh my god, is she not on the show? Right. And it's like, no, y'all, rest assured, 
Patricia's back. Right. You know? Okay. And, She's always back. You know, and and so I just know what happened, right? Because you know, you ask Whitney, and he's like, "It's a nightmare." You know? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, "Dude, my mother is on the show." She's you know? the star. I mean, as close as they are. Right. You know, he's like, "Dude, imagine if your mom was on the show." Yeah. No, there's something just like inherently odd about it. I think just people really love her, so they put her in more, and she really she does have this way about her, and she's very sure. iconic and sure. Charleston. And she does not, so it's like when you go to her home, the last thing that, like, everyone wants to be on their P's and Q's, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if there's a conversation that she doesn't want to talk about or have a part of, she's like, um, excuse me. And like, you know, she walks away, right. you know, from you, like literally, I remember last season, I, I remember, you know, last season or, or two seasons ago, whenever Naomi was on it, she was like, um, Patricia, you know, can we talk? And she was like, um. No, darling. You know, it kind of like walked away. Yeah. Um, no, she's definitely an interesting character, but like, you know, as a normal person, it's like if me and my friends were all hanging out and then we like went to a party at some old lady's house, like it would be weird. And she's not some old lady. She's like an iconic South Carolinian figure. Yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> that I have thought of that a few times. It's weird. But like she, it, like she embodies exactly what the show should be about. Yes. Old Southern, you know, debonair. Yes. It's, but it's the same way that like Lisa Vanderpump was like always around the Vanderpump Rules kids. But like there was a, it made sense. Like she was their boss. Like there was a connection. And sometimes it just feels like, oh, we're going to Patricia's house. Like it just feels odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, she, she has an old South way about her and, mm -hmm. and like, you know, her advice and kind of like, you know, you've said, and I'm sorry, you know, Miss Patricia, but many times we've talked about it and it's like, she was wrong right. about this, that, this, but what she says you know, goes. Yeah. And then, and then, and then she was besties with Catherine right. mm -hmm. and then now not, you right. know, and it's, and, and so it's certainly been an interesting thing where it's like, wait, well you took Landon under your wing. How right. did that work out? Right. right. You took right. Thomas under your wing and how did that work right. out? Right. That's so, so true. It's certainly been that way, but I mean, she, she, you know what? She's always been kind and like, you know, open arms to Generous. me. Well, you know, she's had some like, you know, claps on me, yeah. right? But you know, you'll certainly, you know, watch and. Um, I want to switch gears really quickly. Cause like you literally can't fart without like it being made into like a TikTok. Um, I saw like a rumor that you're dating Tasha. Do you want to clear that up? That's so funny. I mean, so Tasha and I just did watch what happens live. Yes. Together, right. Well, not just, but, but I'm saying just as like, that is the extent of it. Got right. It. And Got so it. then I see her out. And Shep's girlfriend, Taylor, was like, Austin, I think that's Tasha behind you. <laughs> and I was like, is it? And I was like, hey. And, and so she had come to meet up with like our, our, our crew. And no, Tasha and I are not dating. You but, should think about it. She's a great girl. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. And you know, we had a blast that Beautiful. day. But it was just like, let's take like a pic together because we did watch what happens live together. Got it. That's what I thought. But everyone made a whole thing yeah, about yeah. it. And, and, and you know, the views on my you know, IG, I was like, oh, what's good? Right. I was like, 200,000 views, huh? Okay, Damn. all right. Uh, <laughs> what what the hell just happened? Um, another Southern Charm question. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is Madison not in the cast photo? I did not see her. Is she a cast member? She was on the trailer. She she is on the show. She's on the show. I have no idea why she's not in, in the poster. That's okay. weird. See, Shep, Shep's cousin, her name is Marcy. She, you know, a great girl. It also was casted, and she's not in the cast photo. So oh. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I have no idea. But, you know, you obviously saw her in the trailer. So yeah. So you know that she's around. And she's getting married. She's bought a house. Yeah. Or, see, I don't know. I, I, I know the engagement thing, of course. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Wait, do you not follow her on Instagram? No. 
Well, she bought a house. It's really nice. <laughs> Happy for her. <clears throat> um, are you single right now? So, God, what a... What, I, what a even, simple question. Don't yeah. even sugarcoat it. You are it, literally like it. every simple question. It's like, well, where do I begin? Yeah, no, seriously. But where But but where do I begin? So this whole, like a new girl, uh, Olivia, that's on the show. Um, we definitely, our paths are intertwined the entire time. And it's like fresh on the heels of summer, right? And right. so what, what I will say is that, you know, and not that she gives a, a shit about what happened in summer. But what I'm saying is that in the sense where I'm like still kind of like, single mode and 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 so i'm trying to like figure out this situation Got because it. she's such a wonderful girl that i'm like Great. how are you so it's like all it's all timing it's yes all, it's all timing and that's what's gonna happen on and it must season. be difficult to be on a show where they're like you know blasting your personal life from shit that happened over a year ago but right now you're living in a totally different headspace so like Absolutely. you're you're answering for things that like you have evolved past. Like, i don't know him right R- right um but you know that's that's kind of always the case, right? Because the show always takes six, mm-hmm. eight, eight months to kind of cut and, and then to come out. And then you're like, and then it happens. You're like, guys, that didn't happen yesterday. Right. Like, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, you know, and and part of the reason that I was so happy to come here today is because it's like I did want to like you know talk about those things, but then really like close the chapter on that mm-hmm. and never speak on it yeah. again, yeah. kind yeah. of thing, and move forward to you know, the new season of Charm that I'm very excited for and I hope that everyone else is yeah. too. Kind well, of I've thing. made peace with the summer house. I really have. I've totally, like the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, what are no, we talking about? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's no, and then that's, you know, what I thought, to, no, I'm just going to stop there. Yeah, yeah I think there. so too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it <laughs> went well, <laughs> it went well, just end it. Um, last question for you, how's your Trump Hop business going? Oh my gosh, so that is certainly uh, showcased on the show. Good. Um, I'm very excited and obviously I feel blessed that I have like in the platform that I do to to be able to show that. And so what I did was, in a nutshell, I moved production where it was in the upstate of South Carolina, so about three hours away. Now it's in downtown Charleston. So oh, nice. so I got to go there and film a bunch. I come out with um, a couple of new beers, and we kind of show the journey, oh, cool. um, which I think that a lot of people, you know, I like over the years have have seen and know that once you try to dive into like the meat and potatoes of it, you know, some people are like. Boring. It's a little boring, right? yeah. Right, of course. So it's like trying to like hit the highlights and it's like, you know, new beers and like a new like you know, production facility and let's go here on like a guy's trip and see this. Oh, that's fun. For this. And that's and cool. um so you'll definitely see um some trap up stuff and it's doing wonderfully. So Good. now since production's near you, when people come to Charleston, can they like do a tasting a brewery? Like a brewery yes. excursion? That's yes. like great cool. for the Tourists and it's, fans. Yep. So I use another brewery to brew my beer, and it's called um, Palmetto Brewing Company. And so they have all all my beer on tap, and and that's where they brew it. And so oh, that so is like ground zero if if, right. if you come to Charleston, and it's right downtown. So oh, that's come to Charleston and, and then drink. you can go to Craig's store. Are, are they close right, to each other? I've yep, never been yep. to Charleston. You should come to. Charleston. I've been once. I know. It was I've really heard cute. I would love it. You should certainly come to Charleston. Everyone should come to Charleston, but um. And everyone does come to Charleston, yeah, especially <laughs> from New York City. It yeah. is like it it was a mass exodus down there. But yes. um, you know, it's it's like a mile away. Okay. Oh, and cool. like a Charleston mile is different than a New York mile. Yes. Okay, yeah. so it's so like it's not you could walk there like in fifteen inch. minutes, not like 
you know, 30 minutes in a car. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for being vulnerable and honest with us. We really appreciate your candor. We appreciate you being here. Everyone, if you want to keep up with Austin, follow him on Instagram. Oh, also, we were talking about you before you got here. When are you going to change your Instagram username? Claudia doesn't like it. You don't like no, it. No, it's <clears throat> like you're, like, I get it. When you were, like, a, I know. a commoner. Like you're a celebrity now and like we, I'm trying to find your Instagram and I'm like, where the fuck is Austin Oh Pro? my gosh, that's funny actually. I never thought about that. Um, and you know who hates it too is Spencer Pratt. He always tells me when I talk right. to him. He's like, he's like, dude, just make it at Austin Kroll. Right, you're building a business, you're right. brand building. Right, right, right. You know what? I kind of like it because it's like you're still that same guy. You haven't, the fame hasn't that's changed true. you. I, that's true. I, I just thought it was funny. Like Matthew McConaughey's, you know, wiener. I mean, right? What? Oh, it's from... 10 Things I Hate About... No, wait. No, what is it? Having this guy... I lose a guy in 10 days. Wait, what's the reference? When she names his penis? <clears throat> she names... Uh, yeah. Princess Sophia. Yeah. And then he's like, what about something manly like Kroll, the warrior king? Oh, you know what? That's, I do love a pop culture reference. That's why. And so a girlfriend of mine back right before the show began was like, I'm going to change mine if you change yours to this. And so we both kind of changed it together. And I've never changed it since. I like that. Me too. You. After hearing the explanation, um, I don't hate it as much. <laughs> okay. I don't. But you know, maybe I should, right? Because because if you don't get the reference, then it makes no sense. No, it sounds at like you're all. calling yourself a warrior. I know. Kid. No, it I just know. sounds okay. like an inside okay. joke Fair enough, from though. like before College. you were famous. And right. like, you really like it. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, so. So you're a podcaster now, Pillows and Beers, right? Yeah. With Craig. Everyone can catch up with you on the air. Follow Curl the Warrior King on Instagram. Uh, that, that eye roll. <laughs> and thank you so much for being here, Austin. We yeah. really appreciate your presence. Guys, thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. Hope you have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.